Welcome to The GAC Files, a podcast about the people, issues and ideas driving Global Affairs Canada. Bienvenue au dossier d'AMC, un balado sur les gens, les enjeux et les idées qui animent Affaires mondiales Canada. And now, introducing your host, Global Affairs Canada's Deputy Minister of International Trade, John Hannaford. Et maintenant, voici votre animateur, John Hannaford, sous-ministre du Commerce international d'Affaires mondiales Canada. C'est un plaisir énorme d'avoir l'occasion de parler euh, aujourd'hui avec euh, nos deux champions des fermes pour euh, notre ministère, euh, l'ancien et euh, actuel euh, champion, Sarah Taylor et Sandra McCardle. It's a real pleasure to get a chance just to uh, have a bit of a chat, a bit of a reflection, I think, on the work that we've been doing collectively with respect to gender issues in the department and hear a little bit from Sarah about your experience as champion and Sandra about your intentions as champion and see how we can uh, continue to be working together on, on this set of issues. Peut-être je peux commencer avec vous, Sarah, et vos expériences comme champion. Quelles étaient vos priorités et vos accomplissements comme champion? Merci beaucoup et euh, c'est vraiment c est, c est un plaisir pour moi de pouvoir en, en parler euh, avec vous deux aujourd'hui euh, parce que je dois dire euh, c'était euh, bon c'était pas mon, mon, mon vrai job si vous mmh. voulez mais c'était oui, quelque chose que <rire> j'ai beaucoup beaucoup aimé faire et, et c'était une des parties euh, les plus intéressantes en fait de, mmh. du, du travail que j'ai fait. Alors, euh, euh, disons, il y a un aspect formel au rôle. Euh, on est le représentant, si vous voulez, de, des sous-ministres pour pouvoir euh, appuyer l'équité entre les genres au ministère. Et en tant que ça, on siège sur euh, le comité d'équité d'emploi au ministère. Et je, fais par je faisais partie aussi de la nouvelle, le nouveau conseil sur la diversité qu'on a établi. Et on, on agit... Euh, à titre officieuse, comme euh, le, le, le président euh, du Réseau des femmes. Donc, il y a tous ces aspects, mais en plus de ça, il y a un aspect plus, plus informel, si vous voulez, euh, qui était de travailler avec un groupe fantastique de volontaires pour faire des événements, des activités, etc. Et on, a, euh, on avait, euh, quand j'ai quitté, à peu près euh, plus que 1100 euh, volontaires membres du réseau. Donc, c'est beaucoup de monde. Et on a pu accomplir des de, de, de choses fantastiques. Deux dont je dois dire je suis la plus fière, euh, c'est le fait qu'on a fait euh, une exposition une vraie exposition qui était aussi ici au 125, mais aussi une exposition virtuelle. Uh, it's called Legacy of Leadership, and it's an exhibit about uh, Canadian women who've made significant contributions in the international setting. Um, not necessarily diplomats, but just women who have contributed to the world, because we wanted to give that sense of the leadership role Canadian women have played. And another big accomplishment I'm really pleased about is that we got for the first time a room in the Pearson Building named after a woman. Um, so in case anybody doesn't know, I hope they will know from now on, si vous allez au neuvième étage dans la tour A, l'air de réception là-bas s'appelle dorénavant la salle Margaret Marr. 
So it's named after Margaret Marr, who was the first ever Canadian woman head of mission, a very um, distinguished dipl career diplomat. You can go to the ninth floor, I encourage people to do it and read about her career. So very pleased that we were able to do those things during my time as champion. Oh, that's terrific. Congratulations on those. And, and Sandra, what, you're, you're now succeeding mm -hmm. to this August role. Uh, <laughs> what do you see as sort of your future, uh, well, what, what are you aiming to accomplish as champion? Well, um, look, I think I benefit from the fact that I've had two excellent champions ahead of me, Sarah Taylor and Angela Bogdan before her. So uh, clearly my first objective is to build on the incredible legacy that they've left me of, of not only work in this department to bring attention to the need to advance women, uh, but also uh, to the work that they've done in responding to the employment equity requirements and things like that. I think what's uh, particularly impressive, and you, Sarah just mentioned it, is having over a thousand people in a women's network. I mean, I think that's incredible. So first is, is build on the strong legacy that's here, objective, job one. Um, job two, I think, look, at this point, um, I think my, this, the next thing I want to look at is, is what do women want me to champion? I think it's important that I understand sort of, you know, with all what's been done so far, uh, the people who are part of the network and the people who could be part of the network, what, what do they think are our next priorities? So I guess, you know, listening. Certainly, personally, um, I have a real interest in women's leadership. A lot's been done on that. But I think I'm conscious of the fact that when I came into this department, there weren't a lot of role models ahead of us in terms of what does leadership by women look like. And it's a little bit different than authority expressed by men. And, and I'm interested in, in what that looks like and how to encourage you know, a leadership and authority that that is naturally um, and builds on the strengths uh, of, of women employees. Um, the other thing I think I'd like to look at is just to make sure that we're, we're doing the right things by all of our occupational groups. Um, when you look at, there's a lot of focus on, on FS in this department because that's the, the biggest single occupational group, but there's other groups like the CSs where we're not meeting targets, so I want to make sure that we're including everyone. And I suppose the final thing, because um, I've spent a lot of time at missions, so mission structure is obviously quite different um, with locally engaged staff, but I want to make sure that the kind of energy we're bringing to having women have a, uh, uh, the opportunities they should in their career, that we are conducting ourselves that way at our missions with our locally engaged women. Right. And actually, I would say that leads to a question I wanted to ask both of you. I think one of the things that's unusual about our department is we do have a footprint around the world. It's not unique. There are other uh, places that do have international representation. But, you know, that is a real feature of our, our lives together. And you both spent a fair bit of time on post and, you know, have seen headquarters from away and from here. Kind of interested in how that reality in our department shapes the work of the uh, champion for, for women. I think it, it's, it certainly adds some organizational challenges yes. because, as you can see, part of what we're doing is, is um, events and activities and things that, that encourage women, um, and, and not just women, actually, I mean, because really the, the network and the activities are supposed to be about gender equity, which benefits everybody. So when we do those activities and, the, and those events, uh, often, inevitably, they tend to be things that are more headquarters-centric. Um, so there is a challenge, and we, we've worked on it, but I think there's always more we can do to try and draw in missions as well, as for part of that. Um, Wherever possible, whenever we do an event, an activity, we always make sure that there's scope for people to phone in, mm -hmm. at least, so that missions can hear what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, 
And we've also, what we've seen is some of the members of the network, some of the more active members have actually been great about also doing events regionally or at posts. So every year, one of our big events that we do with the Visible Minorities Network jointly is a speed mentoring event. And we've actually had some of our more active members of our network do, for instance, one, one year the European missions did their own speed mentoring event. So I, that's something I'd, I'd really hope we will continue to see more of, and it's certainly something now, now that I'm moving to, to a mission that I hope to be able to do too, is bring that sort of spirit to the missions more. Um, the other piece, and it's something Sandra already mentioned, is I, I, I do think we have that extra challenge in having locally engaged staff, and um, if I remember right, I think a majority of our locally engaged staff are women. and. There you're working across occupational differences, cultural differences, a whole lot of differences. So there are extra challenges around trying to ensure equity, uh, a good workplace, um, and, and scope for leadership for women, for everybody, including our LES contingent. And also, I mean, we learn from other situations, too. Mm. There are a number sure. of other foreign services which have dealt with uh, gender equity in various ways which are quite inspiring. Um, you know, my posting was in Scandinavia, very real focus uh, for Scandinavian countries and to, to enormous effect that they've, they've really made huge inroads with respect to gender equity in ways that uh, I think we've learned from. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and uh, Sandra, I don't know if you were, you've seen the same, I mean, because you're, you're recently back from posting. Recently back. Look, I think there's, there's two things about the mission experience that I think um, uh, matters in, in addition to what Sarah was saying. Look, I think, um, I think that, you know, we were doing great work around gender-based analysis. Um, and I think that some of what uh, are obstacles to women advancing in their career can be linked to the rotational nature of our work. Sometimes that's about um, be having ac access to a network because you're isolated. Sometimes that can be access to training because you're abroad and it's difficult to get. Sometimes um, that can just be about the nature of the work, which can put different kinds of stresses on men and women in the family. So I think there's a lot around that that we need to look at in terms of what mission life means to, to achieving women uh, equity for women in this department. The other thing, though, is what you're talking about, which is the great examples we have access to. So on the positive side, um, there's, a, there's a lot going on. I, mean, I just came from back from, from four years in South Africa, you know, that country's constitution is first, you know, one of the top four preambles is this is a non-sexist country, right? Um, and it doesn't mean that everyone's achieved their, their goals, but, it, you know, there are countries which are working very hard to, to put women on an equal footing with men. And so when you're, you're abroad, you know, all of us can learn from those best examples, share our best practices, but also bring the, the, the other country's best practices home. Right, right. And what are what are the opportunities now for people to make a contribution? Vous avez discuté un peu de le réseau pour pour les enjeux concernant genre, mais quelles sont les autres occasions pour faire une contribution? Ben, je crois que si j'avais un message principal pour les gens qui nous écoutent, ce serait de dire que bien qu'on a fait beaucoup de bonnes choses, il nous reste encore énormément à faire. Je crois que euh, point de vue de politique étrangère, etc., on est vraiment en chef de file avec un, une politique féministe. Euh, mais il faut quand même regarder nos chiffres à l'interne. Um, and it continues to be the case that the largest single employment equity gap within this department is for women. Um, numerically, we have about 100 and 
60 fewer women in this department than we should have based on employment equity stats. And of that number, 120 of that gap is in the FS group. Um, so we still have a problem that we need to fix. Um, and I know that Global Affairs generally thinks of itself as it is a very you know, strong, high-performing organization. And of course, in many ways we are. But this is something where actually statistically, if you look across the government of Canada, we're actually kind of mediocre. Mm. Um, and I don't know about others, but for me, um, having worked many years in this department, I, I, I don't want us to be mediocre. No, I agree with I that I want entirely. us to be at the head of the pack That's on this right. as well. Um, and not just so we can say, hey, look, you know, our RE stats, we've closed our gap, but because all the evidence is that organizations that are more diverse perform better. And so it's about making us better. Um, and I've, I've already briefed poor Sandra on all sorts of projects where I see further opportunities, things we've started, but where there's lots more I think we can do, looking at our own internal processes. Um, and working with um, all our colleagues to try and move this forward. I think a huge step forward in this is that um, a little while back, partly I think with encouragement and lobbying from, from the Women's Network, um, that Francis Trudel as head of HR made a commitment that all HR processes in this department would undergo a gender-based plus analysis. Yep. Alors, on commence avec ça, on, voit, on commence déjà à voir les résultats, mais ce n'est pas facile à faire, c'est un travail. c'est important, vraiment. Et c'est très important, oui. mais, mais il faut, pour faire ça, il faut vraiment creuser en profondeur dans tous nos processus pour dire qu'est-ce qu'on peut faire pour, par exemple, le processus d'affectation à l'étranger, pour s'assurer qu'il n'y a pas de biais inconscient qui se glisse dans ce processus, que tout le monde a accès aux occasions pour aller à l'étranger, pour avoir de bonnes affectations. Donc c'est ce genre de travail où on a fait beaucoup de progrès, mais il nous reste encore beaucoup à faire. Oui, c'est absolument right. Et Sandra, où do you think we should be sort of focusing um, people's attention? If people want to make a real contribution, how best can they do that? Look, I think uh, in terms of a real contribution, I think that there's, uh, there's all kinds of levels that can happen. I think one of the, ce qu'on a vu, surtout dans des, des études qui étaient faites sur les performances des grandes organisations, c'est que la pluralité des voix, ça aide, comme a dit Sarah, à avoir des meilleures décisions. Donc, je pense que tout le monde, à, à chaque niveau, peut créer son propre réseau. Donc, un réseautage, il y a un mentoring qui, qui pourrait se faire c'est de voir, euh, de voir des, des, des jeunes femmes, euh, de voir qu'il y a des potentiels, de les encourager, euh, de les parrainer, parce que mentorat parrainer, c'est deux choses différentes. Je pense que d'être conscient de notre, notre biais inconscient, c'est un, une étape importante. Mm -hmm. euh, et je pense que c'est d'être ouvert dans l'esprit aux besoins de, de faire avancer des femmes. Je pense qu'on a tendance à dire, écoutez, on a la politique, de, politique féministe en place, on a déjà un cabinet de gouvernement qui a la parité, donc job de fait. Ce n'est pas job de fait, ça veut dire qu'on a énormément de progrès, mais il faut toujours être attentif au fait qu'on a encore à avancer. Et je pense que c'est par aussi l'appui de la gestion senior qu'on peut, qu peut réaliser les objectifs qu'on souhaite. And ultimately, it's about making the strongest organization we can. And I, I think that's, that's um, something that you're both, you have contributed to and will continue to contribute to. And uh, listen, I, I wanted to thank you very much for the conversation today and for your contribution to, to this place as a community. It's terrific.
Thanks very much. Well, I, I, take on a, I take on a great and heavy mantle from Sarah. So. <laughs> well, and uh, I'm looking forward, as I said, to being able to still continue to contribute from the mission um, and to keep working with Sandra and others because I really think it's something that's, uh, and it's not just about advancing women in the department, it's making the place better for everybody. Completely agree. We're all champions. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to you joining us for future episodes of The GAC Files. Merci d'avoir écouté le balado, et nous espérons que vous vous joindrez à nous pour les épisodes futurs des dossiers d'AMC. If you have feedback or suggestions for future topics or guests, please send us an email at xtot-ldce at international.gc.ca. Si vous avez des commentaires ou des suggestions concernant des sujets futurs ou de nouveaux invités, veuillez nous envoyer un courriel à extot-ldce à commercialinternational.gc.ca.